The actual football season has come to an end. Now, it's time for chaos season to begin. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Monday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl yesterday. What a game. And we will dive into that game here uh, today on the show and also talk about what's next. What are the big storylines that we should be keeping an eye on here over the next couple of weeks? Just a little over a month away from the new league year starting and all the chaos that comes with that. So we will dive into all of that here on the show. But before we go, before we do, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online who remain your number one source for all of your sports betting the season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Just head on over to their website today or use your mobile device to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. An all timer yesterday at the Super Bowl, a back-and-forth contest that saw the greatness of the Eagles here in 2023, but also saw the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid for what they were able to do in the second half of that football game. An all-timer, a classic is the way that I would describe that game. You saw how hard it is to play defense in the modern NFL, and you saw how good it is when you have a quarterback that can be a difference maker. And Patrick Mahomes, the top, the unicorn uh, at that position, but Jalen Hurts not that far behind, showcasing why he is the guy that's going to lead the Eagles hopefully, to many more Super Bowl appearances. At least that's what Philadelphia fans are hoping. But what a fantastic game. And I I, I don't know how you can sit here the Monday after, which should be a holiday, by the way. I don't think you need me to tell you this, but I I want to be on the record here. I want the record to reflect this. You can do one of two things. You can either make the day after the Super Bowl a holiday, or you can just move the Super Bowl to Saturday. One of the two. It's really easy. We could just do this and move on with our lives and not have to debate this each and every year. But those are the two options. So on this day, that should be a holiday. We're all at work trying to dissect what we saw yesterday, and I don't know how your biggest takeaway isn't that Patrick Mahomes is the unicorn of all unicorns at the position. And if you didn't think so entering this game, if you thought, oh, you know, Mahomes and Burrow and Allen and Herbert and all these guys who lump them together, no, 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 no. Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn of all unicorns for what he was able to do in that football game. The Philadelphia Eagles had a masterful first-half game plan. They played the Kansas City Chiefs like a fiddle in the first half. What they were able to do on offense by controlling the time of possession, by keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field, and by doing what the Philadelphia Eagles had done all season long. They run the ball. They've got a quarterback that can extend plays. They're aggressive. They go for it on fourth down. They're a little unconventional with their play calls on third down because they know they're going for it on fourth down. And oh, by the way, they've got two pretty good wide receivers that they can throw the ball to in A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. And Dallas Goddard had a pretty good first half as well. That was the recipe. And that recipe led to, even though there was a Jalen Hurts fumble recovery for a touchdown, a 24-14 lead at halftime. They had a double-digit point lead on Kansas City Chiefs, and the reason why they had that double-digit lead is because they kept Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs off the field. So what do the Kansas City Chiefs do? They say, okay, we'll just dial it up. Andy Reid put on a coaching masterclass from a scheme perspective. The philosophy of the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to get the ball out quickly stifled and eliminated one of the biggest things that were that was in Philadelphia's favor, which was their front seven, their ability to get after the quarterback. They didn't sack Mahomes once. And in large part, I know people want to give credit to the offensive line, but in large part to the idea of 56% 
of Mahomes' dropbacks. Two and a half seconds or fewer, the ball was out. You eliminate a team's strength when you can get the ball out that quickly. And when you can get the ball out, out that quickly to Jarek McKinnon and to Travis Kelsey and to Isaiah Pacheco and Juju Smith-Schuster and everybody that they've got involved, Sky Moore on a touchdown pass, right? You can eliminate the strength of the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles just were never able to adjust to that. They were never able to find a different way to impact and to change the game uh, for Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs, they were very efficient in the second half, did everything that they needed to do in order to win that game. And Patrick Mahomes is the first quarterback to account for more than 12.5% of his team's salary cap and win the Super Bowl. He accounts for 17% of the Chiefs' cap for 2022-2023, and they just won the Super Bowl. He's the first quarterback to ever do it. We live in an era where the reason why Brady and the Patriots were able to do all of the things that they did was because Brady was never the highest-paid player. Right? He was never the highest-paid player at his position. He always took a little bit less so that his team could spend to the cap and put other pieces around him. And so he always fit, fit in under that 12.5% thing. Right, and that's why they were able to continue to build great rosters and continue to go to the Super Bowl. That's why everyone talks about you got to win with your quarterback on a rookie deal, and they don't count for a massive percentage of the cap. Well, guess what? When you have that quarterback, when you have the guy that's wearing number fifteen for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're going to pay him seventeen percent of the cap, he can fix a lot of the deficiencies that comes with him operating that much of the cap. Because this was supposed to be a retool, re- reposition here. They traded Tyreek Hill in the offseason. The defense invested a lot of young players. Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis. This was a young defense, a new look offense. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire not panning out. Isaiah Pacheco, your new running back. Really, the best receiver in the pass-catching department they had was their tight end in Travis Kelsey. They were retooling. Well, they retooled themselves into a Super Bowl. Why? Because the guy wearing 1-5 and the guy that's the head coach of the team, that's the difference right there. Those two guys are special together, and I don't think we've seen the last of this team. Five straight AFC Championship games hosted in their building. What, four, three, or four of the last couple Super Bowls they've been in? It's been pretty impressive. And so they get their second one. Mahomes, an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, a two-time Super Bowl champion. And he is the he is the reason why they are able to do what they do. He can make up for a lot of the deficiencies that they could have because of how much money he is going to take up in this year and in years moving forward. That's the difference. And if you're an Eagles if you're an Eagles fan, that's tough. It's a tough scene. I know the holding penalty is something that you're going to look back on, but there are a lot of things that you can look in internally. You were a fumble by Jalen Hurts, uh, a bad special teams play uh, on the punt return by Kadarius Tony. Those are things. Those are the small things that you cannot do against this team with that quarterback and that coach. You got to almost play perfect. And in the first half, they did. Even despite the fumble, they played perfect. In the second half, they did not. They allowed the Chiefs to move up and down the field and allowed them to take the lead. And they got held in the red zone to some field goals instead of some touchdowns, which ultimately served to be the difference. So I thought a fantastic game. Uh, I know you all came here not just for the football analysis of the show, but you came for my thoughts on the Super Bowl halftime show, which I thought was excellent. Rihanna, pop culture icon, uh, the, the music of my childhood growing up in the pop scene, just fantastic. Thought it was very well done. Thought she sung all the greatest hits. And I think you, you forget how many great songs Rihanna has. And she put on a show. I don't know, even if I was as talented as Rihanna was, I don't know if I could have been hoisted up. However high up into the sky that she was, with my only kind of solace being the four thin cables that were holding that to whatever the structure was, and then that little strap that was keeping me anchored to the platform. Not sure you could convince me to go up in the sky like that, but credit to her. 
what was her first live performance in like seven years or so or something like that was incredible. I thought the commercials were a little mediocre this season. And again, or this year, I know that's what y'all came for here on the show today. But now we turn the page. The season's over. The Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. They open up as the favorites for next year's Super Bowl, according to our friends over at Bet Online. And that's not really a surprise considering who they've got at quarterback and the fact that they can pretty much run back most of their team from this past season. But now we turn the page. And we turn the page to two more head coaching openings that could be filled as early as today. Jonathan Gannon sticking around in Arizona to potentially meet with the Cardinals. I don't know if they're going to have second thoughts about Jonathan Gannon after the defensive performance in the second half. I would question the process if that was ultimately uh, their decision-making process there to to let one half kind of uh, change their thought process of who they hire as their head coach. And it looks like Shane Steichen's going to be on his way to Indianapolis at some point, either today or tomorrow, and that will get finalized as well. And I think what we'll do at that point is we can recap all of the head coaching hires and talk about which ones really set themselves up for success, I think, in the future. So we've got that to keep an eye on. Derek Carr is going to get cut at some point, either today or tomorrow. He's got to be cut by the 15th on Wednesday. Not going to do a trade, says I will not waive my no trade clause. Partly, I think that's because he understands that the team that he's going to, he doesn't want that team to have to give up draft capital. And I think maybe, perhaps he wants to explore the entire market and see what other teams are going to be available. The only reason why he was able to go visit the Saints and have that conversation with the Saints is because the Saints and Raiders agreed to a framework of a compensation agreement. That was the prerequisite to be able to talk to Derek Carr. And so because the Saints were able to come to those loose framework of a deal with the Raiders, then that allowed Derek to 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 go and talk to the Saints. Well, now, if he's going to become a free agent, either today or tomorrow, at least by Wednesday, now other teams can reach out to him free of charge. They, all of the teams that are going to be interested in the quarterback market can do so a month ahead of when they're technically, in air quotes, able to talk to Jimmy Garoppolo, when they're able to talk to Daniel Jones, potentially, right? All of those, Geno Smith, all of those options. Before Aaron Rodgers trade, he's got to come back from his darkness retreat which I believe starts today. I believe he goes into the darkness starting today, and in four days we'll learn about his future, whether or not he's going to, one, play football, and then two, where he wants to play football next season. And so you, these teams can get a month head start on on the other quarterbacks that are going to be available. Sets Derek Carr up very well to be able to be very specific and very deliberate about the place he chooses next and is going to set himself up for a, a massive payday, uh, I think, because, uh, again, he's going to rip up this contract, that $32.9 million for next season, the $40 million, that, that's all gone. It's going to be a brand-new reworked contract. That was probably going to happen anyway. But that's the next domino to fall. Then you've got the Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat. That's the next domino to fall. The quarterbacks are going to run this offseason between now and March 15th. Look, the, the one thing that the NFL offseason could potentially have is in Major League Baseball, I'll compare it to another sport, in baseball, things happen slowly over the course of the offseason. There's not a mad dash. There's not a massive flurry of moves. It's just a slow trickle, and there's some log jams that could take place. Oh, there's there's a starting pitching log jam, right? We, well, this guy's got to sign because then this will change the suitors for these guys, and then it'll, it'll be a slow trickle that'll occur once some of the big fish go. Well, in the NFL, on March 15th, when the legal tampering period opens up and the new league year operates, it's chaos. Guys just sign that two-day window. Dollars are, are thrown around everywhere. There's not a slow trickle. Where the slow trickle occurs in the National Football League and where the rumors can start to, to be buzzy and then you can start to think about different things and, and people start hearing different things and stuff starts to come together, it's on the trade market. And specifically this offseason, that is going to be the quarterbacks. It's going to be Derek Carr, who's now going to become a free agent. That's going to be a slow trickle because he's got a month head start on everybody else. It's going to be the Aaron Rodgers decision. It's going to be the Lamar Jackson decision. 
And those are going to be the dominoes that are, I think, going to fall between now and March 15th. Because I think all the teams that are going to potentially be interested in any of those three quarterbacks, they want to know where they stand before March 15th. They do not want this stuff to linger. Uh, it would stop them and, and make it very difficult for them to build the rest of their team if they don't know who their quarterback is going to be. So those are the dominoes that, that you're keeping an eye on. Get these coaching hires done. So everybody's got a head coach for next season. Derek Carr is going to make his decision. And then the Rodgers-Lamar stuff is going to be next. And then from that point, we can start talking about the way that the draft is imp- is impacted by all of these things. And then free agency happens, and then that's going to impact the draft. We know that the number one pick is probably going to be available. That's a domino that could potentially fall at some point here over the next couple of weeks and months. The combine is right around the corner. That's going to impact things as well. Business can get done there at the end of this month. So there are a lot of moving parts, and I think the quarterbacks are going to guide us here. The quarterbacks are going to lead the way. And then from there, you're, you're going to have a wide receiver trade or two that we've grown accustomed to. You're going to have a a big-time trade, uh, probably at some other positions as well. These things tend to happen now uh, in the NFL more so than they did in years past. So uh, a fantastic end to the season, a great Super Bowl uh, yesterday that I thought just kind of highlighted where the modern NFL game is. you got to have a quarterback that can do what those two guys did in that game yesterday if you want to have a chance because you can be as good defensively as you want. I don't think any good any defense is going to stop what those two quarterbacks were able to do yesterday. They both played at an extremely high level. I mean, Jalen Hurts is probably in line for a big payday this offseason as well. He's eligible for a contract extension. So there's that to keep an eye on as well, those quarterbacks who are up for their big-time deals, things we will be keeping an eye on. So the season's over. We turn the page towards the chaos, and the chaos is going to start with two big quarterbacks, Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. That is where it is going to start. I think Derek's going to be a little bit ahead of the curve uh, because he's not going on a darkness retreat uh, the way that Aaron Rodgers is. So that is where this uh, will continue to go. We're keeping an eye on those head coaching moves. We'll be talking about those in in their totality when they are all set and done. Maybe we'll do that at some point this week. I fully anticipate that by the time we're done this week, we will be able to get into that. And then, of course, you know the drill here over at TDM. We got a new TD100 that just dropped. Maybe we'll get one of the scouts on to talk about that. A new mock draft dropped from Brentley Weissman, uh, which we will react to probably later in the week when round two gets added. He went with a no-trade policy and so just strictly made the 31 picks in the first round. So a lot of stuff to get to here on the show this week. Hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl, the halftime show, all the festivities. Hope you enjoyed it with friends, family, loved ones. Uh, I know I did. It was a great way to cap off the season with with a instant classic in a lot of ways. That game was a lot of fun to watch. Thanks to Online for their continued support of the podcast. Thanks to you for making this show a part of your day. Rating, reviewing, subscribing, following along here on the journey. The offseason, it never stops. We continue going here. Lots of things to be talking about here on the show. So I hope everybody makes it a great rest of your Monday. I will talk to you all tomorrow.